Freeway, Hi everybody M1. and welcome to Robert 365. It's day number 1761. I'm in the mobile studio today. I think I mentioned this yesterday. Um, I think. Maybe not. Now I can't remember. Maybe I should have listened to yesterday's uh, first uh, before recording this. But um, a lot has happened in the last uh, 24 hours. Um, you know, I recorded this morning an episode of the Mental Toughness and Body Show episode 899. Continue on M1 about, for 21 kilometres. I don't know, can you hear that? That is, uh, I've got Google Maps on, so I'm going to a new location, I'll tell you about in a second. Um, and Google Maps is talking over the top, so I apologise if that's interrupting. Um, so what's happened in the last 24 hours? It's uh, like I was talking about Friday night, uh, how I was having a, a conversation with um, somebody that you live, um, going through her her own challenges. But it's on the better side of the eating disorder at the at the moment, and she's she's very excited, keen, motivated to use, I guess, Liv's legacy to help her, but also to help others to help achieve change in this space and she reached out to a parliamentarian and where I'm off to right now I'm all dressed up in a uh, Liv's favourite suit and tie on me and um, headed into a park uh, to have a photo shoot with um, the, uh, one of the big newspapers here in Melbourne, the Herald Sun, uh, because I was on the phone yesterday for about 45 minutes to a journalist who wants to write an article well, she's written the article about about Liv and um, you know her plight with eating disorders, and hopefully the messaging's right. It's about you know raising some some further awareness about the issue, getting eyes on it, and funding and all all that kind of stuff. And it's one of those things where I really don't know you know what the next twenty four hours is going to hold, and you know where to from here, kind of thing. And certainly, what's happening now so quickly is not what I expected. And I'm, I'm kind of just listening to my heart and, uh, you know, my mind as well as to you know, what's the right thing to be doing, what's the right thing to be doing right now, um, how do we make a difference and so forth. So I'm coming from the perspective that because there is some momentum right now, Liv was mentioned in Parliament uh, last, I think, Thursday, yeah, Thursday the day of her, her service. Um, there is, um, I think the, the budget has announced some, just fair, I'm not across the, the detail, but federally it looks like there's some more funds that is being allocated towards eating disorders and um, that's why it was a topic last week and it was mentioned and it's kind of like, well, why there's, while there is that momentum, you want to build on it a little bit so this is where you can get changed. It's like the bus has already started moving, so let's just keep edging it forward a little bit more, a little bit more. Now, because Liv was my daughter and I'm passionate about getting some change and the fact that she has passed away, unfortunately, it takes a tragedy to achieve change sometimes. And I want to try and do the right thing by Liv. Uh, and her sister and her mum to 
obviously remember her, but also achieve the change. Now, my hope was that uh, Liv would recover and that she she may may have chosen or not to have um, a role to play in this space at helping others. Personally, I think if she had have recovered, she would have been brilliant in this space uh, because she has such a, a loving and nurturing way about her that she just would have been able to articulate and sit and support people in a way that others can't. And so I feel like I'm, I'm now the, the voice for her uh, to be able to do that. And I, I have her with me today. I'm wearing, wearing her ashes on me. I wear them every day. And I have her urn with me. Um, and that may be used in the photo today. I guess the photographer will take a few photos. Um, so I'm having a photo with... Well, it's not... I can say her name because she's going to be named in the article uh, tomorrow. Um, Katia is her name. And um, she's 16 and she's still got her own challenges um, with the disorder. Um, so she has been... Uh, you know, been quite active in the space since Liv, Liv passed and I'm hoping that you know this this tragedy for her helps her uh, you know recover even faster and I'm sure she will she will go on to be a voice of change she seems like she's a very strong personality and um, you know one of the things that I'm very very aware of is firstly my own grief and knowing that the more I do in this space does that allow me to grieve properly um, the other side of that is does it mean I'm just grieving constantly uh, because of it and that will only come out with time I guess but I'm, I'm aware of it that I need to make sure that I don't uh, cause myself some issues as a result of this and also for I'm cut here as well um, because I have a lot of love for all the girls that are, are suffering and some are, are suffering of way way worse than others i.e. Liv for instance um, was at the she was probably their highest risk patient in the, in the hospital system and she's no longer here as a result of that and there, there might be kids now that are the same uh, better, worse on the edge of of what Liv was and they, they need they need the support and so I'm very aware of um, making sure that um, you know she is supported as well and I mean, she is by her parents and, and stuff but I'm also aware that once you once you start to get in the public arena people can be horrible and if let's just say that this starts to get some negative attention um, which is likely because of me working in the fitness industry and people saying well you know what's the role that you played I think I spoke about this yesterday yeah, what's the role that you played in, in all of this and it's your fault and etc etc and now you're dragging another young girl into this and whatever that means for them uh, for, for her um, you've know, got to be really careful about this and so in the weeks that well, the week that follows I've got no idea what it looks like but 
there's a, there's a chance that uh, there'll be more media attention on this. And I'm going to be reaching out to um, a local parliamentarian uh, probably tomorrow, not today, I need to. This weekend, I thought, would be completely different from the way that it is. I thought I would have a chance to just, you know, stop and just allow the thoughts to slow down and all that kind of stuff. But it has been non-stop and stepped up. And I mean, I've, um, I've had uh, multiple... Uh, phone calls with you know various pe- people around um, the uh, you know the topic of change in in the space of eating disorders and you know, different people media uh, you know families that are parents uh, that have well just parents uh, but then parents that have children that are have been impacted by uh, live but also are impacted by eating disorders right now. Uh, conversations about how they've been treated, conversations about, um, you know, system breakdowns and shortfalls and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, a number of... I've had text messages this morning from the, uh, the journalist from, uh, from yesterday. As I'm driving, a few messages have come through and... Yeah, so I'm just sorry. I've just had to read that to see whether I needed to reply because it's the journalist, and I, I think I'm okay right now because in the way that this is reported is quite is quite sensitive in the, the paper. So I was very clear yesterday in understanding, you know, what's the message that you want to bring to this? Uh, because I said there will be young girls that no live, and I. Uh, you know, will have attention drawn to um, the the article by their parents, etc. And what that could then go on to mean uh, for them. And so I said, we need to get that that messaging right because the last thing we want to do is have this impact them in a negative way that causes them to have a bit of a downward spiral uh, sort of moment. So it needs to be from the perspective of love, support, let's get more funding, let's get more help for, you know, you people that are struggling and reading this uh, so that it's, um, you know, just in the right way. And I know that, look, a lot of media can be sensationalised, but, um, you know, this journalist uh, yesterday, very, very sensitive, but it feels, we'll see, I guess the proof's in the pudding, but it seems like she's a... Uh, you're a lovely soul and very sensitive uh, to this uh, but I I feel that um, this next week it's it could explode um, just with different different stuff and I, I've got to be prepared to, to ride that wave but also being aware of what it is that, that I need like somebody that's very close to reached out to me um, on the day of the service and um, her, her daughter, her little girl, who is now 13, and that's the very, very vulnerable age, uh, she's been deeply, deeply impacted by Liv and, and Liv's loss and what that, what that means to her. And it's just so 
like I feel for so many people and um, you know my heart it goes out to to this little little one and I've had a, a few conversations with her her mum about how I can you know help support her so I'm not going to say what it is that that I'm doing here for her because it's very very personal and personal to uh, live and it'd be something that Liv would be quite happy that I, I'd be doing um, but it, you know, this, and this is just a, a mum that uh, you know I'm, I'm talking to and, and and just my observations from a couple of words that she said that you know this is you know, she, this little girl just needs more arms wrapped around her right now and one of the it's not just eating disorders I think it's it's a lot of different things I think about when I was 13 um, you know 14 15 going through junior high school senior high school worst worst period of time of my life without a doubt I hated I hated high school uh, why well I was a target for bullies. I had low self-image, low self-confidence. I wasn't smart. Uh, you're forced to do things that you really don't like at all, and you know you will never spend time, uh, you know, in the future. I.e., for me, things like science and history were just things like. In 600 meters, keep right to, to stay on M1. These things for, like, why am I learning this stuff? And I get that, you know, you've got to have a, well. They got to. I guess society's conditioned us that way. Um, you know, it's it can be good to get a rounded keep right to stay on M one uh, to different aspects of education because you are trying to work out what it is that you want to do. But that's another level of pressure. Continue you're, on M one for sixteen so kilometres. Google Maps is very noisy. Uh, you're also at that that age where you are forced to make some like career type decisions like where what could, certainly when I was growing up it's like there's a lot of pressure on you need to pick your subjects within the next you know couple of months to determine a career that you're going to do for the rest of your life I mean it's different now but back when I was a kid it was like well it was an era of you chose a profession and that's the profession that you had for the rest of your life that was kind of how we were conditioned and that's what my dad did he, he tweaked a little bit what he did but that's essentially what he did and so there's so much pressure there to do that and because of you know being bullied and and all of that you you do get lost and like parenting was different then my dad I don't remember doing anything with my dad um, I had a lot of conversations with mum but um, I guess for whatever reasons I, I never really spoke that much about what was going on in my head and all the struggles I had, the fact that I was physically bullied and, you know, psychologically bullied and, and that kind of stuff and what that meant for me. I guess it was an era where we weren't taught as boys, young men, even older men, to express themselves. Now, without knowing this, my dad completely suppressed everything. And so what do you do? Well, I guess you learn from your role models and you say, okay, well, mum was the, the noisy, loud, cantankerous one. Dad never said anything. So I thought, okay, well, perhaps that's my role. That's what I'm supposed to do. 
So if I'm not hearing my dad talk about this stuff, if he's not having conversations with me, mum's not having conversations with me about expressing myself and really sitting with me to understand what's going on for me, they never knew. And I didn't know that I was supposed to talk about it, so I didn't. And I guess it was an era where you were just conditioned to, you've got to toughen up and just get through it yourself. And that's obviously good and bad because that gave me some skills to eventually where I thought, I've got to find the answers to these things because I'm sick and tired of living like this and feeling like crap. And so fast forward to now and how I feel as a parent and you know, not being able to save uh, my little girl but being able to deeply impact her is I feel another part of the message is knowing that these kids that are Okay, they're suffering eating disorders, but it could be cancer, and I mean, they're obviously extreme examples, but it's just going through those teenage years as well, knowing that there is so much love and support outside of your family, and I think if I had have known that, and you'd say, oh, well, you know, that could happen in a church, uh, you know, community and that kind of stuff, but I think a lot of the time, it's just words, and this is so multi-layered in terms of how we educate our kids about communication uh, at primary school level, um, understanding how to communicate more effectively uh, to themselves, uh, to others, uh, how to communicate when they are in distress and having problems, uh, how to uh, better understand uh, health, better understand their self-image, um, building their own resilience and self-confidence through that communication journey and, and, and so forth. I mean, there are so many different body types, right? And um, I'm all for improving yourself every single day and working on that. But there's that, that balance. I mean, I do that, but I have so much love for who I am and the way that I look. I still look to make improvements, but I, I come from the perspective of this it must, everything that I do must support my health, mental health and physical health and inner health as well. So there's no extreme eating, there's no extreme dieting. It's like, how do I get delicious food? What do I know that serves me really well? I mean, I'm talking about energy, I'm talking about focus, I'm talking about having a greater impact on this planet and the people around us. And I, I just think that our, our young people that are so vulnerable and do tend to close up when they are in those deep, dark, despairing thoughts, they need to know that there are, are people around them that love and support them and will do whatever is required to help them. And I think sometimes if you know that that's outside the family as well, then I think that's really important to help people understand that, yes, I don't have the strength to do this on my own. And for whatever reason, the family isn't enough. And to know that if you're not strong enough, lean on me. Because I will carry you to where it is that you want to be where it is that you want to get to. I will carry you above me so that you can be seen, so that you can achieve all the success that you, that you want to achieve. I will do that for you because I love you. And I feel if 
that existed when I was going through my challenge. I didn't have an eating disorder, um, but I was going through a lot of a lot of challenges, and I wanted to take my own life uh, because I saw that there was no point. I know that if I had that type of support that I've just been talking about, my life would have turned out differently quicker. And I struggled for decades around my my self-worth. And I think that is the biggest problem with eating disorders, but also it's a massive problem for our youth of today. And we need to do something about how a women are portrayed in society and the pressure that is put on women as to the way that they should look. Uh, it's very unhealthy and it's very inequitable because men do not have the same pressure. I don't care what anyone says, it's not. The reality is that women have way more pressure on them to, to have a certain standard in the way that they should look. And just the languaging that is used around women uh, more and more, more commonly, I, I just hate that. Like disrespectful uh, language. And so we need to do better as a society. I mentioned a few days ago, uh, like at my, at my daughter's service, I, I talked about being kinder. We, we have to learn to be much kinder. And that starts with being kinder to ourselves as well. We need to give ourselves a lot more self-love. It's just, you know, we just need to do better. So, I don't know what the next week is going to hold, but I think it's going to be busy. Uh, so, I'm going to go to this photo shoot. Still got a bit of a drive to get there. And uh, then I will come home and... Um, you know, I will. My uh, my young uh, eldest one, uh, she's spending time with her boyfriend today. Um, so I, I think I'll have some time to just, you know, reflect, chill out on the the week that has been, do some planning for the week ahead. And uh, my sister-in-law, she wants all the photos from the slide presentation that I put together uh, for Liv and. There's hundreds of photos in it, so um, hopefully that doesn't take too long, but I'm going to set, uh, create a folder and put all the photos in there for her so she can, uh, you know, use the, the ones that she would like to use. There's so many people have been impacted in different ways. It's, you know, like, it, it's, it's quite beautiful, uh, but it's a shame that in three kilometers take exit e7 for state route 15 oregon road towards chadston all right so um i'm gonna leave it there for now thanks everybody stay safe stay healthy love to you all thanks for your support it's it continues every day see you tomorrow